Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of 10 Points of Slashing. My name is... I don't know why I'm singing so much. My name is Matthew. My name is SJ. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're on schedule this time, so hopefully this episode won't be as fucking goofy silly. Yeah. How are you, audience? Why don't you you let us know in the uh, Discord? Hey, tell us how you're doing. Yeah. Oh, you ruined the joke. I was going to just sit here in silence for like 10 seconds. Oh, And then I was going to be like, Blue has a clue. You want to do it again? No. Let's let's run it again. Okay, all right. How you doing, audience? You should go to therapy. So. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't see that coming. I tried to think of something silly goofy, and that, that's all I could come up with. I was because I was thinking, what's the worst thing a person could say? I mean, honestly, knowing our listeners, probably probably some of them would have an answer that is uh, that I imagine. For. I imagine shout outs Big Sprite. I imagine he would have something absolutely hysterical to say. Uh, yeah, as I he, mean, as much he most usually of, does. Most of what he says is hysterical. It, it, it would have either been, I'm good, man. How are you? Or it would have been like. No, he just pulls his phone out and he plays Jimi Hendrix National Anthem <laughs> in complete silence. That's what happens. <laughs> oh, listen, D&D episode was last week. Yeah, but... we'll talk about, we should we should make it a point to talk about that in the next D&D episode because yeah. that, was, that was a riot. That was, yeah, that was an all-time moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, today we've got... Uh, We've got we've got a fun topic, but before that, we have a we have a we have like a bit, and it's not like a it's like an actual segment. Yeah, <laughs> structure, ladies and gentlemen. It only took us seven episodes to get there, but we found our way. Um, last episode, we had mentioned that we were gonna just pick random energy drinks that neither one of us have had, uh, for pick it out for each other, and then drink it and give our impressions. So. So yeah, we uh we go to the gas station this morning and uh we go up to the fridge and we're like, okay, how are we doing this? And I was like, I don't know, dude, just pick something random. And Matt immediately goes for uh, a fruit punch flavor of something, and he was like, this one's really good. I'm setting you up for success. And I was like, I don't want to be set up for success. I want this to be disgusting. I want you to pick something that you could never even conceive of yourself drinking. So we got we got some good stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll reach over and grab my can here, and I'll reach over and grab mine. So. So, okay, Matt, let's see here. So Matt picked out my drink and I picked out Matt's drink and it's hilarious because we the, can't say anything. I know. The first thing I reached for, I immediately was like, "Oh, this is something I would drink." All right, we're going to You would drink this? Yeah, dude, just so, for the no, flavor. I, want, it's, I, want, I think it's Blue Raz is yeah, the it's, flavor. Yeah, so, so it's Blue Raz. It's it's really like Technicolor vomit color palette. It's like pink and purple and blue. It's pretty wonderful, dude. Um if you put our two cans like right next to each other, they they look like they they vibe. They vibe. Yeah. They absolutely vibe. They yeah. they, they smoke weed on the weekends. Yeah, for sure, dude. Do you want to describe your can? My can is ex- exceedingly <laughs> extremely pink. pink. Even the even the, the metal on the lid is pink. It's all pink. The flavor is <laughs> uh I'm not going to say the whole flavor, but it's strawberry dreams. <laughs> strawberry dreams. All right. Should we get the audio engineer's nightmare, but should we get the, the popping of the cans on the mics? Yeah, dude, let's keep it. We'll All just right. we'll just edit it yeah, out. Ready? One, two, two, three. All right. I'm not oh, going to sniff. Yeah. I'm not going to sniff. You're I'm, not going to sniff? You're just no, going to go right I'm, for I'm the sip? I'm just going to go right for, the, right for the teat. All right. Uh, bottoms up. Bottoms Cheers. up. Cheers. Oh, God, dude. Oh, it's so strawberry. I don't know what I'm tasting right now, and I don't <laughs> like it. Whose dream was this? What am I tasting right now? Oh, my God. It's just like sucking a strawberry, dude. You know what this tastes like? Oh, fuck. It just hit me. It just hit me what this tastes like. Hold on. This tastes exactly like the, the blue raspberry... Uh, hard candy that you suck on a lot until it's gone. This tastes exactly like a strawberry that you've sucked on a lot. I'm glad that I have to commit to drinking this now. I don't like strawberry. Do you want to trade? Yeah, let me see. Let, let me, me try see. yours. Let me see. Yeah. God, it's so pink. Oh, wow. Woo! See, that's what that I'm saying, dude. So, that's like getting punched in the nuts by a strawberry. This is this is good. I enjoy the flavor. It just tastes really sweet. At There's... first, it tasted like nothing. I was so I like I took a big sip the first time, and I was like, I'm not getting anything from this. I um I don't mind this. I don't mind that. Okay, I'm glad cool. we traded. All right, yeah. So we traded. <laughs> so there you have it. There's our... there you have it. Zero ability to defer what we're talking about unless you go listen to this segment while you're in the energy drink section of the gas station and you'll figure it out real quick. Dude, if you can, if you guys. Maybe we can make that a, a scavenger hunt. Yeah, if you guys can find both drinks, uh, it has to be both. The it can't just be one. Yeah, we'll, we'll do something for you on the Discord. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, that was 
Yeah, that is so strawberry. Yeah, it tastes exactly like the blue raspberry one, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know if it, it's not a collab. Also, there's there's like, what's the tag word on there? It's like extreme or like... That's what I was just thinking. I'm looking at this can and I'm thinking like the color palette is so in your face. There's a word for that color palette. It's um. I think one of our listeners is like super into that kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like, like it's like the lavender and blue, like it's, GTA Vice City kind of vibes. Like there's a word. It's like it's it's really popular in like cyberpunk kind of that not fashion but like cyberpunk kind of vibe. It's um. I don't know. Hey, sin. vaporwave. It's vaporwave. Vaporwave is that sin? That's, is that is that sin? Do you called? like vaporwave? I don't know. He's into that kind of color palette. It it looks cool, but. That's yeah, that's very much what this can is. But then yeah, the tagline on it just makes it so much worse. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is kind of like the vaporwave color palette. All right, I'm going to let me it's giving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So with, with all that being said, this is a little bit of a shorter segment. We don't have a, a story to to derail into anger on. Actually, unless you had one. Real quick, did we talk about it's giving in a podcast episode, or was that a conversation that, that was we a conversation just had? we had at D and D because uh, one of our players had asked a question, and I said it's giving lich, and you were like, "Am I eight hundred years old, or do I just not know what this means?" Yeah, I just learned what it's giving means the other day. Uh, for those of you who are also eight hundred years old, it's kind of like saying, "Oh, that has blank vibes." Mm-hmm. Like that's the natural evolution of vibes. Like you know if. If someone is wearing like a really crazy grungy out outfit with like a jean jacket and chains and everything, you'd you'd be like, oh, it's giving Rob Zombie. Mm, yeah, I feel that. Or like that can is giving pain, <laughs> <laughs> sorrow. The the it's giving strawberry. The elder strawberry god teabagging you with his strawberry nuts. Oh, dude, it's I keep sipping it because I'm I am enjoying it. Against my ju- uh, better judgment, it is so pervasive. That's a word. Yeah, I know this. This I would not go get this as a drink to like wake myself up, but it's a nice. I don't know. It'd be a nice midday treat if it wasn't nine in the morning right now. Full three schmeat treat. <coughs> what? You don't remember that we ordered pizza from that one place that one time? Oh yeah, it was the triple meat, triple meat treat or something. <laughs> the, like the three meat schmeat. Three schmeat meat schmeat treat meat meat. <laughs> In this house, we say schmeet. In this house, under God, we say schmeet. Oh, lordy. Under under demon lord, more like. Uh, yeah, under under the demon lord of the abyss, this is nonetheless. The, this is the Argent Palace. It is. Alrighty then. Arise for the honorable judge. I don't know. <laughs> what the f- What is happening? I'm editing this out. <laughs> Alright, so with our shenanigans and tomfoolery uh, out of the way. Don't forget the lollygagging. We didn't lollygag. We lollygagged a little bit. We did. We tend to do that, though, but we we lollygag in a way that it's still content. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, now that all that's through, let's... Are you down to jump into the topic for today? Yeah. So, today's topic is is something that I think me and and SJ are both really passionate about. Um, The overall concept of what we're talking about is something that I've, I've been passionate about for a very long time. The topic is voice performances in video games. Oh, thank God, dude. <laughs> what? You, you started saying that, and I looked at you. think I was going to pivot to the mage episode? I looked at you with, like, deer in the headlights. I was like, good God, did I get the wrong topic for today? No, I am not top, prepared. <laughs> uh, no, like, voice acting as, a, as an art is something that I've been super, super into for yeah. a very long time. Um in video games, uh, I'm a little bit of a like I don't really consider myself to be like super into anime because I've seen like Dragon Ball and Naruto and Bleach and those are the animes that everyone saw if you watched Cartoon Network growing up, you know. Um, but there there is an art to it for sure. I have I think I've said this to SJ before. I have nothing but respect and ad- admiration for people that can go into a vocal booth and just scream their head off and then get paid for it. I would love to go into a vocal booth. And scream and get paid for it. Like, dude. Yeah, and I, I've I've worked in several creative industries. I work in one right now. And like it's it's incredible to me as an artist who has appreciation for artistry in general. Like when you go into a vocal booth and do lines, you're not you're not you don't you're not acting out a scene with a bunch of actors and environment around you. Like it's just you in a box and you yeah. have to put that scene together in your brain, in your mind's eye. And be able to operate with with yeah. nothing around you. Very and it's, very rarely, when you're doing VO work, will other voice actors be in the room with you. 
Like there's a, there's a few shows I think primarily like children's cartoons and stuff where like all the voice actors will sit in a circle and do like reads that way. Yeah. Um. But so very often, you know, it's you, you get the job and then you go to a, a little VO booth and then they have a monitor that is displaying like what's happening so you can at least see and then you just gotta you gotta bring it to life and. And you know, if if a voice actor does it well, you'll never know because it's just like, oh, of course, this character has a voice and blah, blah. Like it's I feel like it's definitely a bit of a conscious effort to realize like, wow, that was an incredible performance. But when a voice actor doesn't do a good job, then it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's very obvious. We want to highlight when a voice actor does the same performance every single time, no matter what character they are. Elder Scrolls Skyrim. It's not that he does the same performance every time, it's that he only has one voice. There's 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 like four voice actors in Skyrim and they all voice the same Nord. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly though, if Elder Scrolls 6 has like a unique voice for every NPC, I'm going to riot. Yeah, that'd be pretty rough. I need at least half of the NPCs to all be voiced by that one dude. Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah, we just we want to take the time to highlight some performances that have um meant a lot to us. Um, it's, you know, it's a top five, but unlike the video game mission episode, this is not my top five definitive, like favorite. Um, there are a few on this list that are absolutely favorites of mine, but I, I don't think I can definitively say this is my top five. This is just what jumped out to me. I did take the time to put this in order. So mine is... Mine is in order of the ones that I have. Okay. This is, I'm pretty sure this is my all time list as it stands right now. Um, I will say... Do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, I do, but I let me, real quick, let me just say that, like, talking about my appreciation for the artistry oh, behind yeah. this, I just want to, like, really highlight the fact that these are people that go into a booth, record lines, there's, it's it's all in their heads, and when when somebody has the ability to invoke any kind of emotion using only their voice, like, it's a truly incredible thing, and, like, I just want to take the time to really appreciate the people like that, and, like, yeah. ask you guys to do the same, like, they're, everybody, all of us have, you know, watched TV, or seen a, like Matt said, seen an anime, or played a video game, or something, and, like, all of us have encountered situations where we hear a voice actor, and we're like, wow, that was a really good performance, so, um, yeah. Yeah, there's an and, artistry to it, and it's and it's truly incredible. They're they're some of the hardest working creatives in the industry, man. Mm-hmm. They really are. Um, it's it's really easy, and I, I've fallen victim to this a few times too. It's really easy to see like these really high profile voice actors, and it's like, oh, they don't have to do anything ever. They just get booked, and then they record, and then they go home, and their life is great. But there there are some top build voice actors that like their day consists of submitting auditions for six hours and then going to record this and then going to record that and then going to re- like they're just bouncing around working 24 yeah. 7 because when you're working in, in in any creative industry like voice acting specifically in this context but any creative industry any minute that you are not doing something is a minute that you're losing an opportunity to be doing something you have to constantly be looking for work because you are self-employed you know so these guys work their asses off guys and girls work their asses off and they uh some of the most some of the most iconic artists of this generation honestly yeah and um and the way that i did my list is uh so yeah i i do have some honorable mentions but i i do want to say i went out of my way to leave out a couple of the games that i talk about constantly I, <laughs> I i did go out of my way to leave a couple of them out so honorable mentions if you want we can jump right into it but yeah w- with, i just with i that didn't said, i just didn't i didn't want to go out of my way for like the weird ones because if, if i'm talking about voice acting performances that i really admire that jump out to me i'm gonna go with the ones that jump out to me if i have to spend the time to be like oh right that then you know obviously it wasn't as yeah. impactful well one of mine is weird but there's a really good reason for it one of mine i, I yeah i'm interested to see but uh, do you want to do honorable mentions now, or do you want to do it before number one? Yeah, we can do it before number one. Yeah, we'll okay. do a true top five, okay? Uh, do you mind if I go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, no, man, you go first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My number five is is probably the weirdest, most out there pick on this list, but it has a lot of impact to me uh, as a little boy. No. Uh, my number five is Clancy Brown as Dr. Neo Cortex. Nice, dude! That's um, a good pick. He didn't voice Neo Cortex in the first game. I think it was from two... He voiced him in 2-3. Um, but yeah, growing up, the very... F- I remember this vividly. The very first video game I ever played in my entire life 
was Crash 3 Warped. And uh, that game in and of itself holds a lot of nostalgia, but Crash 2 is a phenomenal game. Crash 1, phenomenal game. Um, but Clancy Brown's voice performance as Neocortex, in my mind, if I'm ever like trying to think in Neocortex's voice, it's Clancy Brown. That's an incredible pick, man. I didn't even think Iconic. about that. But yeah, obviously the Crash games had a huge impact on on my, like, you know, on me growing up. And yeah, I'd play the shit out of those games when Matt was a kid. And, you know, obviously he was around that. And so he played those games. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that's a great call because it's just like you said about like, oh, Tarzan soundtrack guy, Phil Collins. Phil, he went so hard. Yeah. Clancy Brown went so hard and just carried well, it, the voice acting like it's one of those things where like in in modern age when you think iron man you think robert downey jr right i feel like the kids that grew up in this era if you think cortex you think clancy brown yeah you know what i mean like it's that it's that iconic and the modern voice actors that are that have played him in, in recent titles have done phenomenal but, but all they're all doing is they're emulating, emulating clancy, clancy brown, brown. exactly yeah. like clancy yeah. brown is cortex yeah, he's he built the voice for that character yeah. so yeah absolutely and it yeah. works so well. like it's so easy to like think of Clancy Brown as Mr. Krabs or think of him in like some of the more dramatic roles that, and stuff that he's done. So it's, <laughs> Wait, it's Mr. So, Krabs is a dramatic role. No, other comma other. Oh, OK. Like, or... Think of him as Mr. Krabs or some of the dramatic oh, stuff. Okay, he's done. I got you. <laughs> so it's really fun to just hear him be like goofy. Like yeah. Cortex has such a goofy voice. You know? And he has played some incredibly dramatic roles. Oh, Shout out Brown's to Green Mile. Actor. Green Mile is one he of my favorite. He was terrifying in Green Mile. Like, God, what a phenomenal actor mm -hmm. very underrated i would love to see clancy brown in more things yeah he's incredible all right you're number five cool my number five everybody knows him everybody loves him billy murray captain john price from the original modern warfare trilogy Billy um, Murray. i i was thinking about putting billy murray or the uh, the voice actor for soap but I, I i don't know why i stepped away from it yeah, I, I will say this about his performance. Um, obviously, you hear his voice quite a bit in the first one. You hear it not as much in the second one because you don't run into Price until like halfway through the game. Uh, spoiler warning. Um, and then you hear it a lot in the third game. But his voice really set the franticness of the trilogy for me because mo like one of his most iconic lines, the like, we are leaving. We are leaving. Yeah that, yeah. that is the cadence that he speaks in a lot of the time, right? When you think Captain Price, a lot of people think we are leaving or like him screaming at soap, like, Oh, we got to get out of here. Blah, 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 blah. But the depth in his character comes from, I want to highlight the cutscenes and the between the scenes stuff in modern warfare three. Yeah. Where he's just kind of Talking. monologuing and talk or sorry, modern warfare two towards the end of the game. He's super quiet and he's super like controlled and everything he said has a purpose and a reason. A and like range. he's got so much range between those three games and it just, it's incredible seeing that at work and in this video game about stuff that Billy Murray has never done in his life. He's able to convey these emotions in these, this, crazy range and it's so believable like the character yeah. of captain price the voice makes him so believable and i think that that is one of the primary reasons that uh that trilogy had such a profound impact on me is from a storytelling perspective is just billy murray's performance alone like it's incredible i i will say you know obviously i think when i again when i think captain price i think billy murray yeah 100 percent um, yeah I will say this might be a hot take. the The voice actor that does Price in the the new Modern Warfare games, I think he knocks it out of the fucking park. Yeah, I think he does a great he does job because he he does kind of have that that like kind of franticness, but his like he the 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 normal speaking voice that he does for Price, like just his normal kind of the way that he talks. There's there's this really rich kind of depth to it. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's just so it's such a normal voice. It's yeah. so normal, and I love that this crazy action hero has just, like, a dude voice. And Billy Murray did it better, but I do think that the, the new voice actor for Price knocks it out of the park. He's the only voice actor that I don't hate. And Gaz. Yeah. But that's because it's a, he's a character now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, not really anything to compare him to. All right, are we jumping into number four? Let's jump into number four. This is going to be a pick that SJ absolutely fucking hates. You're going to hate this. Okay. Doug Cockle as Geralt of Rivia. Oh, I don't hate that. I know you hate Geralt. Um, so the reason that I love Doug Cockle's performance as Geralt of Rivia. Can you say his name one more time? Doug Cockle. Okay, thank so you. So I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. It's C-O-C-K-L-E, I believe. 
Um, <laughs> Doug um, so Geralt, it's, you know, if you don't really know too much about Witcher lore, it's really easy to perceive Geralt as just this like super one dimensional, like rough, gruff kind of don't care guy. But his character has just a, a ridiculous amount of depth that I think Doug brings a lot of depth to in his performance, you know? When when you're talking about a character that f- has so many emotions that can't express them, the only way that that character can express themselves more than their actions is through just their voice alone. And he does such a good job of, like, calm anger of like like when he's sad he sounds exactly the same you know what i mean but you can tell in Doug's performance that there is there is sadness there you know, oh, you know it's what i'm an trying interesting, to say like, yeah the way that he changes the delivery like his performance is so subtle like that's the thing if you if you just play through the game and, and don't really like pay attention to the dialogue or what's like being said on that level it's really easy to be like oh he sounds exactly the same the whole game but like if you really dial in and and listen to the performance and the delivery it's so nuanced and uh, he does he is the the definitive voice of that character for me i think henry cavill did a phenomenal job in live action and i'm really sad to see him go but one again when i think Geralt, it's doug's voice in my head yeah no that's a really interesting way to word that too like in 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 my mind, the way I'm translating it is like Billy Murray's the first thing that comes to mind because I just talked about that. But he has this wide range, right? And and with Billy Murray's performance, it is all over the place because there's moments when he's screaming and there's moments when he's not. Yeah. And everything from in between there is the character, the character's emotions and what they're going through. And Billy Murray's able to portray that with that range. Mm-hmm. The way that I'm kind of looking at this is with this guy he has a smaller range because the character kind of dictates that he doesn't show emotion much. But what you're saying is he's still able he's to still do feeling this much. Exactly. He's still able to give that performance from the wider range yeah. into a much narrower range, but you can tell in their subtlety to yes. it. That's really, he's really gifted, really talented. Very, if the, the if the that's subtlety. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I like, I haven't played too much of the Witcher, but I have played enough to be able to kind of understand what Matt is talking about there. Yeah. Um, because, I kind of mentioned in, 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 I think, literally the previous episode of the episode before, but, like, Geralt is essentially, like, a super witcher. Like, the mutations that you have to undergo to become a witcher kind of leave you a little bit emotionally bare, but a lot of the other witchers you meet are still able to, like, express themselves. But Geralt's character, he resisted the mutations or whatever so well that the elder witchers were like, oh, hey, let's see how far we can push this, and he basically was mutated again. So he has it even worse, but like, you know, it's the range of Billy Murray, but the character is only able to truly portray such a small fraction of it. But in that performance, there's still that range. Yeah, yeah. Um, so phenomenal performance, phenomenal voice actor. I would love to see him in more things. That's Super my number rad. four. Awesome. My number four is my wacky one. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say it and you're just going to look at me, but I, I do have a reason. Blasto. <laughs> Close. Oh, okay. I almost went Phil Hartman from Blasto. Is it Earthworm Jim? It's not. Earth- oh, no, it's not damn. Earthworm Jim. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're in the right. You're in the Odd right world? neighborhood, huh? Oddworld. No. All right. No, no. Ahead, okay. Sorry. I'm gonna stop trying to guess. I'm sorry. My number four is Dana Gould. Gex. Gex the Gecko. Absolutely. So, oh my goodness. So yes. the reason I picked this, uh, <laughs> if if you are not 800 years old like me. In, I still played them. In the mid to late 90s, a series of games called the Gex series Undercover came out. Gecko. There was Gex, Gex 2, Deep Cover Gecko, and then Gex, or sorry, Gex 2 was Enter the Gecko, and then Gex 3 was Deep Cover Gecko. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's just this like anthropomorphic gecko that runs around and saves the world and He's like obsessed with TV, so all of the levels in the games are based on like TV shows and like different environments like that, right? Well, he, he talks like Duke Nukem. Everything is a pop culture reference. Dana Gould's performance, uh, yeah, literally all of his lines are some kind of pop culture reference, but obviously it's pop culture to the eighties and nineties. Yeah, so it was it was already kind of dated when the game came out. Exactly, and, and now it's like ooh. that's what made it funny yeah. at the time. Is you know, there's these kids playing these games. And their parents hear it, but they hear Dana Gould referring to stuff that happened in the late 80s, early 90s. And the parents are like, oh, hey, that's funny, right? Yeah. 
The reason I put him on my list is his voice was what carried that game. Like, yeah, yeah, it was a phenomenal game, but his performance, the things that he said, the way that he said them built that character. Yeah. And it just would not have been as enjoyable of an experience if the character wasn't, I don't know, as zany as he was. I think the, the performance that he brought to that character is why those games worked. It's like yeah. if if anyone other than Johnny Depp played Jack Sparrow, I don't think the Pirates franchise would have taken off. Exactly. You know I, I mean, mean, it still would have done well because it's an yeah. incredible story. But, but it, like, it wouldn't, you know, you know like yeah. the performance of that character is because Jack Sparrow wasn't supposed to be the main character. And then Johnny Depp showed up and they were like, hey, yeah, uh, like same thing. Like if his if they got anyone other than him to voice Gex, I don't think there ever would have been a trilogy. Yeah. And <laughs> like, obviously, the. The games were they, the games did well in the '90s, but not well enough to spawn a like 30 year long franchise. I would franchise. love I would love a insane trilogy like that style is, remake of Gex. That is the game that I have been pulling for forever to get remakes. I don't know if it ever will, but holy crap, man! Especially because I'm sure Dana Gould's a little bit older now, but he is Dude, honestly, the voice of Gex. I, like, I would take I would take a modern remake. Of all of those games with the original voice lines. I don't care if the original voice lines are like 16 yeah. bit and compressed all to hell and sound like That's garbage. That's true, dude. I'll take the original voice lines if the gameplay is modernized. Yeah. And like it was part of the gameplay is there. I'm sure there was some kind of RNG or something, but, you know, randomly throughout gameplay and it happened pretty frequently. Gex would just say a one liner and it was yeah. just some comedic some take on, on what he was doing or the level. Like if you're in a Kung Fu level, he would quote like a, enter the dragon. Some, he would quote some campy Kung Fu movie or he'd say something like, man, I bet Jackie Chan's blah, 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 blah. Like it was just all pop culture references. And it was all funny. If you were probably in your twenties or thirties in the nineties, I was not, but you know, looking back on it, it's like, wow, it, the voice alone just built the character and made it for me. And it was just obviously not the emotional range of freaking no. Billy Murray, but it's what his Iconic. performance did for the game. And that's, why, starting, that's why that's my number four. I'm starting to realize where your love of shitty one-liners comes from for your <laughs> D&D characters. I love one-liners, Because all of his D&D characters have the shittiest one-liners, but like shitty in a good way. Like, yeah. you, you know when someone says a pun and you're like, that was horrible, but like it's a compliment? But, but you're like, respect. Yeah, respect. <laughs> okay, are we ready to get into our number threes? Yes, I'm so, good for number three. This is going to be no surprise that it's on my list. Maybe a surprise that it's this low on my list. Uh, it's ooh. still top three. I Yes, I, I have the exact same thing to say about my number three. My number three? The beautiful, the talented, the incredible Roger Clark, Arthur Morgan. Okay. Um, Wonderful. What is there to say that I didn't already say in the top five video game missions episode? If you haven't seen that episode, go watch it. It's a banger. Man, Roger Clark is not like Roger Clark is an actor. And the really cool thing about the way that Red Dead 2 was made is that all of like almost all of their performances were motion capture. Yeah. So instead of being like there was a lot of times where they had to go into the booth to record some stuff but a lot of the audio that you hear and like the cutscenes and whatnot is what was recorded on the soundstage when they were doing the mocap so it's it it is in more of a way like a performance you know phenomenal actor incredible range made me love a character that i thought i would hate more than the character that i put over him yeah like i thought that arthur morgan was gonna suck and i was just counting the seconds until i could play john marston uh, and then within the first hour of a game before even leaving, um, before even leaving the snow area that I can't remember the name of, it's like, a, yeah, yeah. it starts with a something like that. Um, before even leaving that area, before getting out of the tutorial section, I was like, I love this character. Yeah. Arthur's first like line of dialogue. I was immediately like, okay, I'm in, um, phenomenal character, phenomenal writing, phenomenal performance. I really want to focus in on Roger Clark because similarly, there's a lot of interpretations that that character could have taken. And I think Roger Clark did it justice in a way that no one ever could um, because his his performance was just so real, you know? Yeah. Arthur Morgan didn't have like I, I don't I, I'm trying not to say this is in a way that would sound insulting because it's not an insult. Arthur Morgan has like a shitty voice and it's intentional. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have a like a smooth voice. He doesn't have like. It's so rough. It's so like throaty. It's so raw. Like it sounds like like there's always something in his throat. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just like a shitty 
voice and that works so well for a gritty cowboy of, of yeah. that era and like that's not how roger clark sounds that's the voice that he chose for that character and it works it was such an incredible creative decision on his part or whoever's part it was um but roger clark pulled it off yeah. um a, a voice a voice that would probably be annoying in any other context worked incredibly well and i really want to focus in on roger clark's performance when arthur had tb yeah, dude. Roger Clark sounded like he was dying all the time, constantly. Phenomenal performance from a man that and even has never had TB. Even know, better than I that. Assume. Even better than that. His performance sounded like a man who was trying to hide that he had TB. Yeah. Like he captured it just incredibly. Well. Yeah. And hearing, I I can only imagine that Roger Clark's perspective of this moment um would be full of emotion, but you know. I I talk about it a lot, but like you can you hear Arthur Morgan's last breath in the cutscene that he's dying. You hear him inhale and exhale for the last time before before it, before he stops. And Roger Clark just sold that moment, man. Sold it, sold it so well. I cannot say enough good things about Red Dead Two. I cannot say enough good things about Roger Clark. I want to see him in That's more okay, stuff. Okay, because you don't have to say any more good things about. Is Red Is your Dead number two? three Roger Clark? My number three. <laughs> Is Benjamin Byron Davis? Oh yeah, Dutch uh, Vanderlind. Dutch, Dutch. Uh, because you betrayed me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a character whose entire thing was built on his charisma. Like mm-hmm. his whole story is built on him being this charismatic person who can manipulate and control people. And Benjamin Byron Davis absolutely encapsulated that yeah like how many times playing the game do you just listen to him talk and, and you're, you're just, just like, like yeah. god damn yeah I had a goddamn plan. A plan. <laughs> i love the way he delivers that line yeah plan. because it's so real dude yeah because no, it's his so voice like, broke and they took that take. yes because it's just so real and like he the, he wasn't like oh i want to do another take I, my voice cracked or anything like that they were like no that's authentic like yeah but his whole performance, like I said, is based on his charisma, and he just his a his voice is beautiful. Like he has a really good. He has voice. a very deep, rich voice. Yes, but it's also the depth that goes into his performance. And like like Matt just mentioned, like there are times when he gets pissed, and you hear that in his voice. There's times when he's trying to console Arthur Morgan as like a son to him, and you can and hear, you hear that genuine. in his you hear the genuine care and concern. And throughout the course of the game, you watch as Dutch Vanderland loses his goddamn mind. Yeah. And it's this slow decay into basically insanity. And the performance reflects that. Like in the beginning of the game, he's so rich and very strong. Put and together. His, and his voice acting is so put together. And then after the the New Orleans city, what is it called? Oh, um, 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 San Denis. San Denis. Yeah. yeah. After San Denis, he just progressively like, yeah, he just drops off, and you hear it in his voice and his performance is, is just incredible. There's there's a theory that the the during the bank heist in in San Denis when he hit his head, that's when he started to like go crazy. Because remember the train oh, crash? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do. I want to highlight. Speaking of Benjamin Byron Davis, his monologue at the end of Red Dead Redemption incredible oh yeah the, yeah that where one he line, dies that one line that he says about like um they'll always find another monster men need to justify their wages or mm-hmm. something like that that line raw as fuck yeah I, as a dungeon master i wish i could just throw that out yeah let me actually let me riff on that a little bit so like i said you watch his progressive decay into insanity he starts very controlled very charismatic towards the end of the game he's nuts He's losing, he's losing his mind. He's losing you know, his family. He's getting angry. He's just cracking, right? And then if you look at it chronologically in the timeline, Red Dead Redemption 1 takes place after Red Dead Redemption 2, right? Yeah. And in the time you encounter Dutch in 1 as John Marston, uh, he's batshit He's broken. Crazy. He is a broken, hollow shell of a man who is nuts. And his voice lines totally reflect that in that last little monologue that he has before he like jumps off the cliff. Yeah. He's just so sullen and broken, and you hear it in his voice, and it's yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. Incredible performance, and that, that monologue is so well written. Yeah, absolutely. Dutch's character was done ample justice in that scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, that absolutely. We could. Can we just commit to doing a Red Dead episode? 
We could, yeah. At this point. Dude, I'm God, down. We could talk about it for so long. Is there like a cowboy week or something <laughs> throughout the year where we could like... We'll find a National Cowboy Day. Yeah, we'll find National, National Cowboy Day. Hat Day or something. Yeah, and yeah. we'll put out a Red Dead episode. Um. All right. My number two. This is a weird one. This is very left field. Okay. Charles Martinet as Parthenax. Okay. Charles Martinet, very famously the voice of Mario, Jumpman Mario, and Luigi, and Waluigi, and fucking, like, you know, he's so involved in the Mario franchise, playing the most badass dragon in, like, recent gaming history. Mm-hmm. And that, like, there was no, there was, like, some vocal processing done to his voice, I'm sure, but it's him. He has that range. That's why when the Mario movie was announced and, and uh, Crisp Rat got announced to be Mario's voice, everyone was like, well, of course, because, you know, Charles Martinet, we don't want to hear him sound like that for the whole movie. And I'm just like, do you have any idea what this man's range is? <laughs> He's Parthenax, for Christ's sake. But yeah, um, Parthenax, incredible character, just ancient, wise, sage kind of archetype. Um Everything he says is super wise and vague and, and ominous. And it's a character that you really think, like, throughout the entire course of the game, you're just like, whatever, whatever, Parthenax, Parthenax, boo, boo. And then you get to the point where Delphine asks you to kill Parthenax, and you're like, that's my fucking boy. Don't ever look at me again. Like, if you kill <laughs> Parthenax, I hate you. But, like, I didn't care about Parthenax at all until Delphine was like, I need you to kill him. And I was like, that's my fucking homie. How dare you? Uh, but Charles Martinet, um, I don't really have too much to really riff on about this one. Just, just an incredible performance and an absolute like dominating show of range from an actor that you would not expect it from. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, no, that's a really strong pick. Um, my number two is also Skyrim. <laughs> oh, is it? Um, oh my God, who voices Arngear? Is it the voice actor for Arngear? It's not. It oh. is. The voice actor who's done, like, four other things, and nobody knows anything about the man. His name is Andy Morris, who voices Cicero in Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Wow, that's a deep cut. He who is cares about Cicero? Because it's another, yeah, he no. didn't need to go that hard thing. He Look did at not need to go that hard. all of the other voice acting in the game. It's so boring. Other so than like... Sheagorath, right, whose character was supposed to be like, oh, he's, he's kooky, ha ha ha. Mm. Well, he, Cicero, was like that. he was like that in Oblivion, too, though. Yeah, but Cicero is so insane. Unhinged. Like, like his voice is on a different level than every other, because every other voice actor is serious. And yada, I'm, I'm yada. convinced that, like, the voice actor for Cicero, Andy Morris, they probably had his mic pre-turned down, like, fucking oh, eight yeah. more notches than everyone else, because he's screaming. Yeah, he's exactly, like, think about how that looked in the booth. Like, this dude was... On a level he did not need to be on. He sounds absolutely insane. And it's no matter what he's talking about. Like, if he's screaming angry, he sounds insane. The moments where you're tracking him through the, like, the Dark Brothered Sanctuary north of... Uh, Dawnstar. Dawnstar. He's, like, he's kind of quiet, and he's like, ooh, blah, blah, blah. He mm. still sounds insane, even when he's serious. Like, it's the way that that man was able to convey just abject insanity through his voice yeah. alone is, like, in, it's see, wild. That's that's such a beautiful piece of storytelling, though, because you join the Dark Brotherhood, you see Cicero, he's fucking insane, he's crazy. Cicero was right. Yeah. Cicero was, oh, like, ladies and gentlemen, Cicero was 100% correct. The, dark, the state of the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim was a result of Astrid's ego. Yeah. Like, Cicero was absolutely right. They should find the listener. They should listen to the to the Dark Mother or whatever, the, the Night Mother. They should listen to the Night Mother. They should go back to tradition, blah, blah, Cicero was objectively correct, and they used his status as a gesture. They made him look insane to make you disagree with him, but he's right. Yeah. And it's such a cool little juxtaposition of, of what was happening, because... Yeah, up until the point where Astrid betrays you, uh, spoilers, the game t came out like 30 years ago. Um, up until the moment where Astrid betrays you, you know, you're on their side and you're like, Cicero's a little shit. He's crazy, blah, blah, blah. But he's right. He's yeah. absolutely right. Oh, yeah. And I love that. Yeah. Cicero is an awesome character, but like I I'm never saying, save him, though. I always kill him because I, I, I love his performance, but I can't listen to it for too much <laughs> longer before I go crazy. I love his voice. Like, there's just so much to it. Like, that dude did an insanely good job. Really well done. Honorable mentions? We are getting into our honorable mentions. Yeah, I didn't write any down, but I know I have some right off uh, the cuff. I have two. 
Uh, and then I, I I wrote one down while we were riffing on something. But uh, my honorable mentions are the uh, the late and incredible Kevin Conroy as Batman. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, in the animated series, but also all of the Batman Arkham games, um, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Uh, and I guess it's not on the list. To that end, also, um, Mark, Hamill Mark Hamill is the Joker. Yeah. Um, incredible. I, nothing to say there. Uh, Gareth David Lloyd, Solus from Dragon Age. Um, yep. It goes without saying phenomenal performance i'm excited to see what he brings to the character in Dreadwolf. it's gonna be incredible yeah um, i'm super pumped and then the the one that i just added real quick um i don't know his name but the dude that voices micah in red dead 2 oh let's uh let's, let's look, look at, let's give him let's give him due credit peter bloomquist quist peter bloomquist quest i don't know how to say your last name i'm sorry we talked a lot about arthur morgan and how incredible his performance was we talked a lot about um we talked a lot about benjamin byron davis and how incredible his performance was Peter Bloomquist is one of the only video game villains where I genuinely wanted to rip his goddamn throat out. Yeah. He brought so much to that character that did not need to be there. Yeah, um, he genuinely made the character unlikable. Like, usually you'll find something to like about bad guys in video games, but, like, his voice performance just made Micah Bell, like, you, you hated him. Every part of you hated him. Uh, and then my last honorable mention, this is a weird one. This is a really weird one. Uh, Alistair Duncan, the uh, yeah! the dude that voices Senator Armstrong in Metal Gear Rising Revengeance or I... whatever. Fucking absolute unhinged. Like, if, if any of you have never played uh, Metal Gear Rising uh, Revengeance, I don't, there's like 18 words in the, the game title. Uh, the one with Raiden and all that. If you've never played that game, you owe it to yourself to play it. Because it is one of the most hilarious gaming experiences of all time. Like, one of the villains is literally like, we're going to control the world with memes. Like, I'm not <laughs> even joking. But Senator Armstrong, every line he says is gold. His character is absolutely unhinged. The fight is hilarious. Like, it's it's such a meme at this point. If you've never played Metal Gear Rising, you have to. It's so fucking hilarious every, like like i said every every line he delivers is hilarious like when he's beating the shit out of Raiden and he's just like i used to play college ball you know and it's like why would you say that <laughs> i could have gone so pro if i didn't join the navy it, it's wild that you bring that man's name up because in my research for finding my list i saw his name mm-hmm. in one of the games that's on my list yeah, and I he's, was like, he's done a lot. And I was like, who is that guy? And I look, and he has done a voice in most of the games that are on my list, in addition to a lot of games we've talked about already. Yeah, he's, he's, he's done a lot. He's a Scottish actor, I believe. He's uh, incredibly talented, uh, but I really I just want to highlight Senator Armstrong because of how stupid it is. Yeah, no, I would uh, love to sit down next to you and watch you play through that game and watch you lose your goddamn <laughs> mind. Content for the future. All right, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, first and foremost, Richard McGonagall, the voice of Victor Sullivan from the Uncharted series. Yeah, um, I was going to say Nolan North because, you know, it's Nolan North and he did an incredible job. But really, it's he's also in every video game. Him and Troy Baker and yeah. Laura Bailey are in like every video game ever. Yeah, and they were in a video game together, all yeah. three of them. Um, I mean, to be fair, well, well warranted. They're incredible actors, all yeah. of them. But uh, just the voice of Sully is so unique to the character, and it's just flawless. And, like, I don't know, his his voice is so soothing and fatherly, but also just, like, such a pain in the ass at the same time. Like, yeah. it's, it's great. It was a great... What am I trying to say here? Is Mark Wahlberg, was his character Sully in the movie? Yeah. Wait, what? In the in the Uncharted movie, was Mark Wahlberg was he playing Sully or was he playing? Yeah, Mark else? Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg played Sully. Okay, I didn't know if he was yeah. playing Sully or someone else. Which honestly, he did an okay job. Like, because obviously he's playing young Sully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because who wants old people in their action movies? <laughs> uh, another honorable mention for me, Steve Valentine. Oh, who voices? Oddly enough, he voices a character in Uncharted, but for his performance as King Alistair Theron in Dragon Age Origins and yeah. Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age Inquisition. In Dragon and Age. <laughs> really hope that Alistair makes an appearance in Dreadwolf. I'm sure he will. Well, we'll talk about it, but it seems like, at the very least, the beginning portions of that game are going to be in Thetis before it goes to Defender. Or maybe you start in Defender and you get sent to Thetis. Who knows? 
Well, Thetis is the world. Or, uh, Southern, Southern. Southern Thetis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know exactly. I mean. You know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Deventer and Thetis are two different things. Everyone yeah. knows this. Yeah, no, phenomenal, phenomenal character. One of, uh, we talked about it, but one of our favorite characters in gaming. Yeah, but uh, Alistair's voice is so, I mean, we use the word juxtaposition a lot, but it's true. In a game that is so serious and so gritty and dark. <laughs> He's just so goofy. Steve Valentine does such a, yeah, it's like a goofy performance, but it's serious and it's based on this person's life and the way that they would have rationalized things. And I don't know, he just does a great job of bringing humor to this dark gritty game but it's believable humor it's not like oh he's he's so wacky like it's it's yeah. still believable anymore no I'm uh, not. I, I had one just because you said um the la- that actor's last name is valentine it made me remember a character in fallout 4 named nick valentine who is voiced by steven russell who voices uh, a third of skyrim Oh, <laughs> uh, he's he he does Mercer Frey. He's the really gruff. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. Like he's that guy, but I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Steven Russell, for doing being awesome. And it's really cool because he does that voice for Nick Valentine, and Nick Valentine is such a nuanced like character with actual depth to him. So it's nice to hear him give that voice, but not just be constantly mad about something. Speaking of Alistair, uh, kind of honing back into Dragon Age real quick, Claudia Black. Morgan. Oh my god, dude, Claudia fucking Black. Dude, her performance as Morgan is iconic. Claudia fucking Black. Okay, so we're doing top five voice performances specifically right now. Yeah. Claudia Black is probably my number two voice actor, period. Like, yeah. oh, set yeah. aside performances. Claudia Black is incredible. I, I'm freaking out about Claudia Black. Yeah, I totally the, forgot about the, her. Her voice, like her, her like her, the timbre that she has in her voice, her tone is so unique. I've never heard another human sound like that ever. And it works because Morrigan is so fucking weird. There's so no one like there's no one like her in the world. So to give to for her voice actor to have such an incredible voice and give her a voice that is so unique to that world. And it's the way that she delivers in speaking yeah, the way and that, just like what I, what I respect the most is every line that she delivers as Morrigan leads you to believe that Morrigan knows more way than what more she's than saying. you know. Every yeah. single line she says gives off the air of I know more than you. And it's so yes, dude. perfect. And her performance in Inquisition, I, I hope we see her in Dreadwolf. But if if Inquisition was the sunset for for her character, I'm totally okay with it. I don't know because Claudia Black, it was either a tweet or something, but she said like, no, they're not bringing me back for Dreadwolf. But you know, they have to say shit like that. So yeah, I don't know, dude. Everything she's ever done, like she voices Chloe Frazier in Uncharted. Yep, and is just incredible. Incredible. Her voice is so cool. And then, like, even her live action roles, we just, we talked about it recently, but we just watched Pitch Black, and that, she, she, That's Claudia Black? That's Claudia Black, Wow, yeah. I did not even know yeah, that. Yeah, she's the black-haired, like, prospector yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's incredible. Yeah, no, her range. Um, but phenomenal voice actress. Yes. Yeah, she's, pro- I'm gonna say she's probably my number two voice actor. I would say, I would say she's, she's probably in my top ten, maybe top five, I don't know. I will say uh, it's just I know her, we, it's literally just it's not because of her talent or gift or anything. It's literally just her voice is fucking cool. Like she's just also fucking very cool. Yeah. Like she's, yeah, she she's got the talent to back it up. Yeah, she is. I'm not I'm just there saying some she people, sounds so cool. There are some people that have cool voices and everyone's like, you should be a voice actor. And then they like do it and, and they their suck. performance sucks. Yeah, she is a phenomenal actress and her voice is also just fucking cool. Yeah. Claudia Black. We love you here at 10 points of slashing. Yeah. Big, big fans. Big stands. <laughs> So I, I'm going to say that I, I know I said that this list isn't definitive, but if we're doing this is going to probably give it away because uh, SJ knows this. My number one is my favorite. Vo- if we if we ever do a top five favorite voice actors, my number one is my favorite voice actor of all time. Mm-hmm. Bar none. I knew going into this episode exactly who you were going to pick. Really? So. Who do you, who do you okay, think? Okay, I, I will tell you if I was wrong. Okay. I will tell you. I will admit defeat. I'm sure you see this coming from a country mile. Here it is. Johnny Young Bosch is Nero from Devil May Cry. I was very wrong. I was Whoa. dead wrong. Who were you thinking? Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I was dead wrong, dude. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> uh, Johnny Young Bosch is Nero from Dragon Age. Or, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 
from Devil May Cry. Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> Nero from Dragon. If Nero was in Dragon Age, the world would have no problems. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. He's just my favorite voice actor of all time. Uh. The first thing I ever saw him in, he was the original. I don't know if it, the original, but he was one of the very first uh, Black Power Rangers. Um, I think he was the original. I think he Black was Power the Ranger. original. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't don't quote me. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'll I'll get that info for you right now. But uh, like I was talking about earlier, like again, I do not consider myself as like one who watches anime because again, I grew up with like all the shit that you'd see on Cartoon Network if you just turn the TV on. Um, but the one that I have always gravitated towards is called Bleach, and Johnny Young Bosch voices the main character. And he does a phenomenal job. He does so good. And um, everything that he has done since then, I've been an avid, avid fan of. He's done a lot more Power Ranger projects uh, in, in recent years. He's, uh, he's the voice of Lelouch in Code Geass, which is an incredible anime. He voices Broly now uh, in, in Dragon Ball Super. Um, just, just everything he does, everything he touches turns to gold, in my opinion. I don't think he's ever done a performance that I don't like. And just to hone in on Nero really quick. Um, Nero was, for fans of the Devil May Cry franchise, um, Nero was a character that was introduced in Devil May Cry 4 that everybody hated because he, he was just like Dante Light, uh, which to an extent I agree with. Um, but towards the end of Devil May Cry 4, his character kind of started to settle a little bit. And then in Devil May Cry 5, they they took it and ran with it. After Devil May Cry 5, if you don't like Nero, I think you're just being difficult. Um, but the one the one moment in, in that performance that I really want to highlight, uh, massive spoilers for Devil May Cry 5. Um, so if, if you don't want this spoiled, please... Don't, because this is one of my favorite moments in gaming. If we ever do one of those kind of episodes, this is my favorite moment in gaming. Nero, like Virgil had just come back and was like terrorizing everybody. And Nero had just found out that Virgil is actually his father after growing up in an orphanage without a family. So not only did Nero just realize that Dante is actually his uncle and Virgil is his father. Uh, so he just came to the realization that he has a family, which is something he's always wanted. He's also come to the realization that his family is actively trying to kill itself. Virgil and Dante were fighting to the death as this was, was unfolding. And he was kind of grappling with the realization of like, I have to save my family. And, uh, Johnny Young Bosch gives, there's a, there's a scene. It's, it's very, it's very anime, but there's a scene where he's like running up to go stop them. Uh, and he gives this, this just incredible little small heartfelt monologue about how he's resolving to save his family. Uh, and there's like this crazy scream that he does. Cause John Young Bosch can, man, can he scream? Um, and that, that moment just, it brought a tear to my eye. It's so powerful. And that moment would not have worked if John Young Bosch wasn't the one doing it. You know what I mean? Um, incredible. I cannot sing his praises enough. Hmm. Favorite voice actor of all time. Uh, one of my favorite performances of all time is him as Nero. What, um, what else has he done? done so johnny and bosch is primarily uh he's primarily an anime kind of guy he's okay done, he's on he did uh vash and trigun i think oh uh i i did get the info for you by the way uh he was the second black power ranger the original okay. the original black power ranger in mighty morphin power rangers was played by a guy named walter jones and he was i think it's like half the season and then johnny and bosch took over okay. i'm gonna look into video games specifically because that's what you'd know him from more than anything else okay um while he's doing that he was in a game called tales of the abyss nice <laughs> while he's doing that um if you're ready i can talk about my number one but yeah just real quick a lot of the stuff that he's done has been like anime games and stuff like that he's he's very much in that kind of community so got you, got I, you. I don't think there's there's anything that you would really know him from other than like the few things that you do you know what i mean yeah like you uh, already know him and everything that you would know him a hundred percent what i was expecting from you for your number one was sam Whitweer. just his performance as the apprentice in the force unleashed games just because it's sam Whitweir. like i really I thought that's say, where you were going with sam Whitweir, honorable mention i guess uh incredible um yeah. i i i didn't think of him because when i think sam Whitweir, i think maul yeah that makes sense um okay my number one super deep cut <sighs> Um, I think a lot of you will know the name of this series, but I don't think many of you have actually played it. Hot take. Call Number one, out. a 
British gentleman, God rest his soul, he passed away in 2006 by the name of Tony J, who played the Elder God in the Legacy of Cain series. Oh my god, yes. Dude, he... I was literally thinking the other day how fucking kick-ass a Legend of Cain remake would be. Yes. Or Legacy he of Cain, has the quintessential evil British guy voice. Yeah. Like, he is, he should be the template from which every person who has to play an evil british guy takes from i've like, taken i've taken inspiration for my some of my evil british dudes in D. his voice is perfect and i know all of most of the other actors that i've spoken about today I've, i'm talking about their range i'm talking about like going from you know quiet whispers to you know yelling and blah 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 and the emotional range they can convey tony J only conveys one emotion in uh, the Legacy of Kane series, and that is just that he's the one that's in control. Yeah. Like, the Elder God, I think there is one or two scenes where the Elder God snaps and just, like, yells, and it's so unexpected and violent, and because his his speaking for most of the games is very, like, hey, hey, I'm an evil British person. I am the one that's in control, and Raziel, you don't know what you're getting into, and ha, 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 I'm yeah. in control. And then there's a couple times where he just fucking loses his shit. And it's like such a violent snap that you're not expecting. And it is honestly terrifying because you don't expect it from him. And it's just absolutely incredible. Phenomenal. Was was Legacy of Cain? Because I, I don't know why, but I, I've always like I know that Legacy of Cain was a game, but I always remembered the games being called Soul Reaver. So was Legacy of Cain was like the prequel game, right? Legacy of Cain is the name of the series because the first it's game like the in franchise. the franchise. Yeah. The, okay. The first game in the franchise was called Blood Omen. I don't know why Legacy I said that. So Blood word. Omen. Yeah, Blood yeah. Omen. And you play as Cain. Who later became the bad guy, but Kane is like this vampire. Because yeah, I remember Raziel. And then I think Blood Omen Two was the second game, and then the the Razi the first Raziel game was Legacy of Kane's Soul Reaver. Yeah, I don't know why I just I've only ever remembered yeah. Soul Reaver because those Raziel, are the games that came out like in the more late ish nineties. Like I think Blood Omen and Blood Omen Two came out in the mid nineties. Yeah. And it, it didn't really gain traction until Soul Reaver came out, and that's when everybody knew Soul Reaver. I, I will say Raziel, sick-ass character, dude. Yeah, his, super his cool. His arm sword thing? Hell yes. That's my brand. Yeah, and his, like, dead ghost wings, and, like, yeah, he's he's super yeah, cool. His exposed jaw, his lack yeah, his, of jaw. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, his character is awesome. That's, like, peak late 90s character design, and yeah. I'm all about it. But, yeah, no, Legacy of K... I would love... I was literally just thinking about uh, like a week ago on my way to work. I was like, I would love for them to remake a Legacy of Kane game. Yeah, I uh, I a truly think whoever voiced and I should have put this as an honorable mention because he did a great job. I don't know his name. Whoever voiced Raziel, whoever voiced Hermaeus Mora in Skyrim, oh, I think they that's a tangent. Totally got inspiration for Hermaeus Mora from Tony J as the Elder God because the Elder God is a big tentacly like all knowing being. That, like, talks to you with his fucking eyeball. Hermaeus Mora is voiced by Wes Johnson, the same dude that voices Shagarath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I think he got all the inspiration. I think he was like, hey, you're going to voice a tentacly evil god? Hmm. Figure it out. I think he was like, oh, I know a tentacly evil god that was voiced by Tony J. I'm going to do this. Because it's it's not a similar performance, but it's similar enough, and it's a similar character. But like the Elder God, the voice of that character is just phenomenal. Tony J did an insanely good job. Dude, the dude that voices Raziel has the longest IMDb I've ever seen. What's his name? His name is Michael Bell. Michael Bell, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then Simon Templeman voiced uh, Kane. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to grab onto something that I would have more familiarity with. Sergeant Pavlov in Call of Duty. Was that the... It's a little heavy-handed. Is that Michael Bell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Wow, this dude's this dude been around the block. Yeah, I mean... Oh, he was the fear in Snake Eater. Holy shit, that's what I know him from. Okay, got it. Snake Eater. Phenomenal game. Just play it. What is Snake Eater? Metal Gear Eater? Solid 3. Oh, Snake okay, Eater. that's what I thought. Yep. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's my list. Uh, I would love to... to this is a, a topic that we could revisit for sure, and I could pull another five because the... It's oh, definitely. One, it's one of those, like my mission video game missions list is is very definitive. I feel I feel, but I I love voice acting so much, and I love voice actors and following them so much. I mean, I could like 
I know I joke around it a, a lot, joke around about it a lot, but we could so easily do a top five Freddie Prince Jr. moments episode <laughs> because Freddie Prince Jr. is in everything and he should be in everything. <laughs> I showed Matt recently uh, in the past couple months because so Freddie Prince Jr. has voiced characters in uh, Star Wars franchise. He's voiced Mass Effect. He's voiced Dragon Age. But he, he does a lot of work with Bioware. I think every yeah, Bioware game he is there's a companion. A, yeah. So there's a rant that he does. And you can find it on YouTube if you search it, but he goes off about Star Wars and it is the nerdiest thing you've ever seen in your life. And it's hilarious because he's so fucking passionate about it. I would love to see Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sam Witwer get into a a Star Wars topic because same thing with Sam Witwer, man. He... He gets into it. But, like, Freddie Prince just rants about, like, no, Star Wars is George Lucas, blah, blah, blah. And he just loses his mind and is ranting about it. And it's fucking hilarious to see. Like, search search that video, like, Freddie Prince Jr. rants about Star Wars or something like that. You'll find it. He was on a podcast, I believe. Yeah, he was on a podcast at the time. It is hilarious. So thank you guys. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for today. We uh, we got through our top five voice actors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a really good list, dude. I am voice performances more specifically. I am thrilled that you put Doctor Neo Cortex on. Yeah, there, honestly. D- like, honestly, way to start it off on a strong when, foot. When we talked about favorite voice performances, uh, I don't know if you be- would believe this, but it was the first thing I thought of. That's Literally, awesome. when when we talked, when we when that got brought up immediately in my mind, I was like, well, Cortex has got to be on the list. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Before Johnny Young Bosch, I was. Like cortex <laughs> that's awesome dude i love it yeah um it always so this is kind of a i'm gonna get a little emotional with you guys real quick Ugh. uh it's always nice and it like really warms my heart when matt talks about these things that i kind of helped introduce him to right like obviously there's what nine years of difference between matt and i mm-hmm. um i am his older brother so he is he is the grand he's the grand brother <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he was a kid when I was playing some of these video games, you know, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, like, and it really warms my heart to see that, like, his experience watching me hanging out with his older brother, that kind of thing, like, affected him in the way that it has, and he's, you know, I don't know, it feels like I've played a role in shaping his life, and it, it just feels really good to hear him talk about how he's passionate about things like Crash Bandicoot or whatever it is, or... You also, oh, you also made me watch Salad Fingers when I was like six. And that's what I was just getting ready to say. <laughs> it warms my heart because of the horrible shit that I did to him when in his teen years. Six-year-olds <laughs> should not watch Salad Fingers. <laughs> I'm going to make that. That's I know it's a hot take. Uh, don't show your six-year-old Salad Fingers. <laughs> and if you don't know what Salad Fingers is, do not google it <laughs> it's not like a two girls one cup kind of thing it's just creepy animated it's videos horrifying it's terrifying yeah. dude it's <laughs> but yeah no it, it really does make me feel good to know that like you know like even stuff like dragon age or mass effect or whatever things that i introduced to matt that he's like yeah you know this is awesome and and i know for a fact that matt has that same kind of thing with D with me because obviously he brought that into my life so it's i will say i take i take credit for I take at least like uh, I'll take royalties for your love of fantasy because technically I'm the one that introduced you to Skyrim. That is true. That is true. Yeah, um, I brought it over that fateful night. Yeah, that is true. I know you. I know you went back and played it of your own accord, but I'm I'm gonna take credit for it anyway. You probably would have played it at some point, but you can take credit for it. That's I, totally I, want, cool, I, want, man. I want royalties. That's totally cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, and you know, similarly, it's 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 uh, we could have talked about this last episode, but it's it's nice to see how much you've taken to D and D. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to share your passions with people. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, uh, next week's episode, we're gonna start a little bit of what's probably gonna be not necessarily a long term arc, but we'll do it over the course of the next couple months. Uh, in our first episode, we talked about gameplay preferences and some of our favorite characters from the classic mage warrior rogue uh class hierarchy and we had this idea to do episodes that are central to each of those so we're going to start it because we want to be consistent we're going to keep with that order mage warrior rogue we are going to do an all mage episode next week all mages all the time so we're going to talk more about some of our favorite mages we're going to dig into um, some of our favorite games where you play as mages. Uh, I will be doing, you know, quite a bit of talking about like, I thought you were gonna be like I will be doing magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will be. I will be casting spells. I will be casting. I will be reading from the book of old. Uh, 
No, um, I'm I'm gonna be talking about some of my favorite like gear. I'm a big gear guy in video games. I love mm-hmm. like you know the different shit that you can use. I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite spells, my preferred like spell build, like what I like to use. Um, yeah, that, that's that's definitely gonna be a more SJ led conversation. Uh, we we kind of had a conversation about this away from the mic. Um, he was super excited. He was like, "Yeah, we could talk about our favorite spells and blah blah this and blah blah that." And and I I put zero thought into that. Like like you said in that episode, I'm the working man's mage, man. If it blows yeah. up, I'm happy. Yeah. So either way, we have uh, we have quite a bit to talk about that just lives in the mage world. And then a couple episodes after that, we're going to do the same thing with Warrior and, and we're, and we're going to do the same thing with Rogue. So stay tuned. We'll figure it out either way. Uh, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you're listening to us on Spotify, we have YouTube. If you're listening to us on YouTube, we have a Spotify. Uh, we have an Instagram. Please follow us, like, subscribe on YouTube. Give us a rating on Spotify. It really, really helps us get out. Uh, it helps you know the algorithm distribute our podcast to new listeners shirts let us know if you want shirts oh yeah yeah Uh, hop into the discord we also have that uh and let us know if shirts are a thing you want yeah because i want shirts and i can't make them until people say they want shirts so shirt shirt Shirt. uh hey matt do me a favor here let's try this okay what oh let's close the episode oh you want me to do it yes that's what you're saying okay well I'm on the spot here. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of 10 Points of Slashing. My name is Matthew. I'm SJ, and uh, have a great day, guys. I feel dirty. No? Okay. See, we can't do it normally, dude. I'm telling you, it's not going to work. We have to stick to the bit. I thought about it. I put a lot of thought into it. We have to stick to it. It just doesn't feel right. It's fucking wrong. Like, it does, it's not... No. There's no world that exists where it's okay for us to say, this is 10 points of slashing. I'm okay, at, all right, I'm well at, then. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, okay, well then, uh, we got we to gotta try it. Okay, here's the deal I'm going to make with you. Okay, all right. If this sucks, it's done. But then what do we do next week? I'm Matthew, I'm SJ, thanks for watching, bye. We do it like normal okay, people. Okay, I'm just saying it didn't work just now, it's not going to work next time. And I just, well, I feel like it would work next time if the bit officially dies here. If we announce that it's dead... We yeah. can move on with our lives. But if this, I like, I have nothing in my brain right now, so it's going to be spur of the moment. If this sucks, we're done. Here we go. Thank you guys so much for listening to 10 Points of Slashing. My name is SJ. My name is Squibbly Jimbus. And thank you for listening to our Pibbly Dimbus. <laughs> Fuck, that was so good. God damn it. That was so good. <laughs>